Hello, and welcome to the Alliant Health Solutions Making Healthcare Better podcast. My name is Rakia Campbell. I'm the Director of Health Communications. And joining me here today is Dr. Kimberly Rask, our Chief Data Officer for Alliant Health Group. Thanks for joining me again, Kimberly. Thank you for having me. So today we're discussing managing physical health and mental well-being. So share with us, why is managing both of those really important? Well, managing both is really important because your overall health is the product of both your physical health and your mental well-being. If you have good mental health, that helps promote good physical health. If you have good physical health, it promotes good mental health. Anxiety and depression have been clearly shown to cause heart disease. And heart disease has been clearly shown to cause depression and anxiety. If you do poorly in one area, it impacts the other. Even though we are the product of our behavioral health and our physical health. Unfortunately, there's a lot of stigma attached to behavioral health and mental well-being. So often people don't talk about it or they may not talk to their health care provider about it and their health care provider may not ask the right questions. It also gets complicated because our health care system tends to be very divided. There tend to be people and clinics and communities that care for behavioral health conditions and their clinics and doctors who care for physical health conditions. So even though our overall health is dependent on both of those spheres, the way our healthcare system is organized doesn't really bring them together very well. Mm. So that's interesting to hear how they go hand in hand. So what are some examples of how to create that balance between the two? Well, one of the things that we have worked with at Alliant is working with healthcare providers to really try and get them to see the value and the importance of bringing together both behavioral health and physical health services. So one of the simplest first steps that providers can do is to really focus on providing coordinated care and ensuring that, for example, in a primary care office, when you come in for your regular annual exams that you're asking about what has your mood been like? Are you still enjoying the activities you usually have, along with asking about medications and asking about whether you're following your diet? By the same token, we need behavioral health providers to, along with asking about mood and how your mental health functioning is, is going, also do simple things like checking blood pressure. In an ideal sense, we would like to have every provider asking about physical health and asking about mental health and mental well-being because that is the really the best way to address this. Some providers have been able to move to what we call co-located services, so at least it's one-stop shopping for patients, that the behavioral health providers are there right next door to the physical health providers. And that's nice because it also gives a really good message that both matter, and they're both equally important, and they are both aspects of our health that need to be addressed. In an ideal world, we see health systems that offer truly integrated care, have a shared electronic health record, physical health providers can communicate with behavioral health providers, and the patient doesn't have to do the care coordination. Um, that, unfortunately, is not everywhere, and so one of the important things that we do talk to people about is owning that they may need to themselves be that care coordinator, either for themselves or their family members, until we have a system that can really better support them in that. Wow. So how is Alliant helping support the healthcare providers with that concept of integrating both physical and mental well-being? Alliant has worked a lot with um, commercial 
programs on behavioral health. And we've also specifically worked as part of a national initiative to promote screening for alcohol misuse and depression in primary care practices. Again, as as we mentioned earlier, one of the biggest issues is asking the question. Because of the stigma around many of these issues, many times healthcare providers don't feel comfortable asking, and patients may not feel comfortable sharing what their struggles are. So we worked, and we were part of a group that worked with over 5,000 primary care physician practices across the country to help them change the way they do their workflow so that every single patient that they see is screened for alcohol misuse and depression. And as a result in that program, there were more than 300,000 additional alcohol screenings and over 800,000 additional depression screenings that happened. And that's really important because once again, if you don't ask the question, you may not get the information. Mm -hmm. So let's say I have a family member that's struggling with coping with that balance of managing their mental well-being and their, their physical health because they're dealing with a chronic disease. What are some steps I can take to get them the help that they need? Well, that's a really great question and something, it's a situation that is far more common, I think, than, than people often recognize. It's really important when you have a family member who you're thinking could be struggling to really pay attention to how they're behaving, how they're acting. Um, are they still taking part in activities that they used to really enjoy? Um, do they are they able to do self-care? Are they able to take their medications properly? Um, are they sleeping well? Do they seem to have a either a flat mood or else maybe a kind of a dark mood? Are they sleeping a lot? Are they engaging in other unhealthy behaviors, maybe trying to feel better through alcohol or other medications that don't really help them? If you notice that that a couple of those symptoms and they're lasting for more than a couple of weeks, then it's something to be concerned about and something to pay attention to. What I recommend for people, if you find yourself in this situation, is first try and get a sense of the severity of it. If this is really severe, if you're concerned that they may do harm to themselves, that they're in very dark moods, then this is a medical emergency. And you need to get in contact and make sure that they get in contact with the healthcare provider. Go to an emergency room if you need to. Call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Find a behavioral health provider. Do something right away. Don't wait. If it doesn't seem that severe, if it's something that you think you have more time with, then I really encourage people to talk to the family member and and just express your concern and let them know that it's okay to talk about it and let them know that you don't blame them for feeling the way they do. They feel the way they do. It's not their fault. What you want to do is help. I encourage them to go see their regular provider, maybe offer to go to the appointment with them if, if they need that support to be able to just say, hey, things don't seem to be going well and let's hear a little bit more about it. Great. Well, that's great information. Thank you for joining me today and thank you for tuning in to the Alliant Healthcare podcast, Making Healthcare Better. <laughs>